Yo, it's me. This podcast still exists. Um, I've been slow. I've been kind of uh, seasonally depressed, you know? I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And I've just been burnt out by the process, but I have some episodes backlogged that I'm going to work on getting out slowly. Um, and I have a few guests coming up, so I'm going to hit the podcast hard again at some point this year. I just don't know when that's going to be, but I'm going to try to be a little bit more consistent. Um, so help me out, get the word out, let people know that you know there's more Invite the Neighbors episodes coming. Um, you can go to Instagram, Invite the Neighbors pod, uh, same with Twitter. And this episode was with Mike of Twin Peaks Sessions. I will say that of the episodes that do have backlog, you know, there's not very many, and I haven't been doing a lot lately. They've all been really good. Um, they've all been high quality, um, solid gets. So Mike, Twin Peaks Sessions, um, out in San Francisco, he, you know, taught himself to film and capture audio. So, and it's, you know, he films probably heard of them if you know about DIY does not look up Twin Peaks sessions and it's like the roof of this apartment complex out in San Francisco is very picturesque very pretty background and you know people are there they hit them up they go and he films them playing a few songs acoustic and it's sweet one of those DIY things uh, we talk a lot about DIY and how Mike just wanted to do something so he taught himself to do it and that's the most DIY shit there is you just you know, do your thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move away from doing intros very much. I kind of like the feel of a podcast that just gets right into it. So in that spirit, I'm going to get right into it here. So um, thank you guys for listening. Again, tell someone about this podcast. And uh, hopefully I'll be doing these more consistently in the near future. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, <laughs> dude, every time, every time that that. That gets the people going for sure. Yeah, I wasn't expecting <laughs> Craig. I didn't know this was a party of three, but Craig's here. Dude, I know. I know, man. Uh, what, what was your name again, by the way? Mike. Michael. Call Mike? me either. Okay. Okay. It's funny with, uh, like, I'm born Michael, and then um, there's different, like, communities that will go mike or michael and i won't correct any of them so yeah. there will be crossovers where like people that call me michael interact with people who call me mike <laughs> and there's and there's some confusion on who i am and i i correct no one um so <laughs> just whatever whatever we're and that's like the worst thing for people to do it's like what what do you prefer to be called and you're like oh it doesn't matter and then and the person's like just What's your fucking name? Like, what? Yeah, I'm Michael, but my friends call me Mike. Oh, hey, Michael. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, so what am, what am I to you? I, I don't know. It's, it's weird, but yeah, you can be like, what is Steve, my Discord? Dude. You can definitely call Scram. me Steve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my Discord. Okay, yeah, Scrons. That's my, um, that was my high school nickname, which has been my, my at name for my personal happenings. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Like San Francisco, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's pretty fucking dope. I have uh, my uh, ex girlfriend uh, moved to San Francisco with her girlfriend recently. So that's that's the only connection I have to San Francisco. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I was diving into your past episodes, and you had um, the uh, standard, not the standards, but standards on. Yeah, and they were uh, your first, your first California band. I think so. Not, not that I'm yeah. a California band. I'm a California person collective. Yeah. Um. Well, not even. I'm from New Jersey. I just I, I live here. Now I've lived here for the past five years. But um. But that was like it's a lot of. Uh, I guess Midwestern bands. I saw some some Virginia there. Shout out Richmond, Virginia. Great scene. In Detroit. Uh, oh yeah. Some Florida. Some Orlando. Yeah, a few Florida bands. Um, Teen Divorce, Guilt, and Rona. Uh, Guilt is sick. Guilt is sick. Yeah, they just played at the fest yeah. in Gainesville, which I, I, I was there. That was was a fun time. Oh, were you? Yeah, I try to go there every year. It's uh, it's good to like you feel very involved within the scene just by going as a fan and uh, you get to see a lot of people that i've that i've met over the years just play all in all in all in one space because it's a it's a nice gathering not like the gathering yeah. of the juggalos it's like the gathering of the diy scene yeah that's kind of like my friends at the uh they kind of host the ohio version of that uh the summit shack um they've had like Focella and like Snowcella and a bunch of shit like that. Where like all these bands, all basically all these bands that would play fest would come to Bowling Green and play like these. Yeah. Festivals. Wait, I, I've those, I've seen that flyer. So that's that's in yeah. Bowling Green. Yeah, yeah. Those are friends of mine. Uh, like I was just down there on doing their. They do a live stream now called Shack TV where they have like bands. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Come in and, yeah. So. That's probably how we connected through mutuals, maybe because I've I've sent Shack TV a few of the Twin Peaks sessions to throw up when they were doing that like uh, oh it was like a twenty four hour stream type thing. They're like send in your music videos. I was like, hey guys, I got a shit ton of live sessions recorded, um, and they played some. So I'm sure we were Twitter mutuals. I think we met on Twitter. I've lost track of how I meet yeah. internet folks these days, but it's probably Twitter, and it's probably through Shack TV. But I didn't realize. And that fest, you said it's called Snowcella. They have well, they had a. It was, the original one was Focella. Focella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they started. They did a winter one called Snowcella, and uh, then they had Mindcella, which they did like a Minecraft festival over COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, re- I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, that was uh, that was cool. I I put a demo on that, and it was like. It was playing as everybody was logging on for Origami Angel, and I was like the person who's <laughs> got cut off because the server crashed. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. Uh, I remember. Yeah, was uh, yeah. I think Short Fictions might have played that. I'm trying to think of my I'm sure they, I'm sure the they emo did. folks that I know that might have played that. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah that's it, nice. It's always great to meet a Twitter mutual. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because you know what? I hate Twitter a lot, and so it's nice to like meet sane people oh, it's terrible, from dude. there. You know what I mean? It's just like so many people just like either just giving every last solitary thought they have or like subtweeting about some <laughs> drama. And I'm like, dude, like, does this have it's to be like synonymous man. with the music scene? Like, does this have to be? It is. It's like it's all these because at first I didn't I didn't even have a Twitter on that. I had a I had a Twitter years ago, um, like yeah. when I I started Twitter when it was like when hashtags were like like cute and like quirky and it was like oh yeah you can hashtag yeah. stuff 
Like that's when I had a personal Twitter, and this is probably uh, I don't know how old you are. I'm 30, so this is probably 10 years ago. I'm 30 too. I'm 30 also. Okay, right on. We can relate there. And yeah, and then like I stopped using it, and then I came back to it, and I was like, oh, no one, no one hashtags anymore, and it's just like that's just like a cesspool of just kind of bullshit. And there's some really funny stuff on it. I'll like there's some great hilarious yeah. tweets, but then like. It started to follow like people in the scene and then like bands and their personal accounts. I was like, this is fucking brutal. This is like, yeah, like every which, like everyone's, I, I don't know. I, it's just, you know, it's don't have heroes basically and don't follow your band's, yeah. personal, don't follow your band's personal pages. And like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Dude, but I'm, you know, here we are. That's how we met. So there's some good, yeah, and, you know, there's some, oh, for sure share some content on it yeah and i don't think that like i don't see the benefit of having a personal twitter if you're in a band like i feel like it can only be bad like it can either be neutral or bad like you're either going to not get any fans or you're gonna lose them like yeah i i don't know i just feel like and so many things can get misconstrued and i i don't know i just i don't i stay away from it like i post stuff and i'll comment on other people's posts and i'll just be uh, a silly goose on there but i don't <laughs> share my views no no way <laughs> not that i, I, say, I don't even have controversial views i'm just not gonna share them you know what i mean yeah yeah no that, that's the best way to do it and then it's like you have like there's no i don't want to mention that part I, I, I was just ragging on a friend and i was just like yo dude where's your statement like about this is some bullshit with like a band that like he had he had talked to on like his podcast and i was just like yo are you gonna say anything yeah like (laughs) people like pressure each other to like speak up and it's like why do i have to put up a statement for a band that like i had on a podcast three years ago you know what i mean right right shit like that it just it gets so just a lot of like societal i don't know pressure and it's just yeah it's pretty toxic but you know a lot of people would be like the scene's toxic but it's like i think the scene can be toxic, but it's just it's a matter of what you do with it and what you see with it and what you want from it. Because if you want the drama from it and just to, I don't know, bring up tired bullshit and there's there's a lot of bad shit, don't get me wrong, but if you want to just kind of amplify the bad stuff, then yes, the scene will be toxic, but you know, gotta find the good. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's more like if you consider like the number of people, yeah, a lot of people get called out, but also considering the overall number of people in bands and a, a minority of bands have a member that gets called out but that's when it, when it does happen that's the only thing people are talking about for like a week and so it, you know no one's saying like oh this guy from this band he held the door open for me and that was it no one talks about like <laughs> yes you know so yeah like, it's gonna seem that way because that's all anybody wants to talk about ever yeah oh. I just realized Anyways, I had, we'll I had music it. on here. Is, do you hear oh. the music that I had in the background? I'm sorry. No, I don't. I haven't heard it at all. Um, but yeah. So did you? Did you? Uh, did you start doing this? I'll, I, I cut an intro already, so it'll say people will know who you are, what you do, and stuff. So they know kind of what I'm asking. Okay. Uh, do did you start doing this stuff like when you were in New Jersey and then kind of moved the ship out to California or was this something that you kind of thought to start doing when you were out there? Because you have like a unique space. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wasn't sure that you had the access to in New Jersey too. 
Yeah, no, this all fully started out here. So I moved to uh, San Francisco uh, a little over five years ago at this point. And Twin Peaks Sessions started uh, 2019. Coming on three years, actually. Um, one of our first sessions came out January. Ah, fuck. I know this. The January dates always screw with me. I think January 2019. So that would be coming on 19, 2021. We've just kind of finished three years. I think that math's right. Um, and I wish I was more involved with my scene back in New Jersey, um, but I really wasn't. The only involvement I had with music was like listening to 90s grunge music and going to see those those bands. Like I went to like, as I'm a huge Stone Temple Pilots fan, so I got to see oh, them like before Scott Weiland died. I got I saw Scott Weiland solo at Rutgers University, um, who has an incredible basement scene that I was not a part of, and I wish I was. But I saw them. They played at like this theater, or he and his and his backing band played at this theater, and it was such a bad show. Like he was just he was you know he was fucked up. He had a, tons of yeah. issues. I love the guy. I have, I have a Stone Temple Pilots tattoo. I love them. But I finally got to see him. He was just, he got booed. I had never seen someone get booed on stage until I saw Scott Weiland. And I had wanted to, I kind of wanted to do the VIP thing to like meet him. Cause he was like, you yeah. know, he's loved that shit growing up. You got the tag. And I didn't Dude, do I mean, the, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I, so yeah. I didn't get the VIP thing, but I was like, oh man, that was such a bad show. I was kind of disappointed. Um, but I still loved him. And then he ends up dying. Like, I think I think it was that same year he ended up dying. You put oh, into wow. perspective of like, like, fuck, man. Like this guy was probably yeah, it was not a good show, but he very much had his demons, which were very much on public display. And it was just yeah. it was kind of sad to see like such a historic '90s band, and then you know try to keep it going. That's his thing, his music, and you know it was a shame. But I love Stone Temple Pilots, so really my involvement of music was just going to those shows and then starting to kind of find more underground bands um you know like i liked i liked the big the big names like i saw like weezer flaming lips um i loved soundgarden yeah. I, thankfully i got to see um chris cornell perform i love alice in chains even with the new lineup it's fucking awesome but not until i hit san francisco did i get into diy i didn't even know what diy was when i was in new yeah, jersey same. Looking back, it's like a wide, there's a great scene now. Shout out like Ogbert the Nerd, uh, I think uh, Oolong. There's a great like mm -hmm. emo scene kind of stemming from New Jersey, Philly, New York, all the way you know to where you're at. Um, yeah. And I wish I was more involved then, but I think with DIY, it, it's like it's hard to get involved when you're older because you feel kind of intimidated. Like we said with the Twitter bullshit, and it's just yeah, it's intimidating to see like younger kids like be rad musicians and like book shows at 19 and like do all this shit. And I'm like, man, I'm fucking 30 and I'm booking the house shows. You know what I mean? It, it's just, yeah, but I love it. Love the involvement. Um, that's kind of how the project started. I, I had lived in the apartment that I'm in right now. You can see this backlight is where the, the deck area would be that we would shoot over there on the rooftop. Um, Oh, I'm just like, yeah, had a space. Um, definitely not meant to do that in this space but we but such as diy you just kind of roll with yeah. what you have and yeah you know deal with the repercussions later really um and that's kind of how it started so yeah it's been three years running uh strictly out here on the west coast but i again i wish i was involved at my scene in new jersey but it's one of those if you know you know and i did not know yeah. until i got here 
Dude, I, I'm the same. I didn't figure out that it existed until I was, I think, 26 or 27. And like, I've had a band, you know, like since I was 16. And it's oh, the shit, same. Man. My band's called In a Daydream. And like, we've had, that's been my band name since I was 16. And I just now, <laughs> like, when I was 26 or 27, like, decided like fuck it dude i'm really gonna go after music because same thing that you described like feeling older and feeling intimidated and i felt like my window was closed but i'm like i think i'm still good at this though like so i like found people and now at age 30 i'm literally putting out my first record like i saw you've been posting about that yeah yeah congratulations that's awesome thank you yeah i mean fuck it dude i mean i love it too like you said you know i feel like i totally understand what you're saying as far as like just the involvement of it and just like the, the feeling of being involved in something like this. It's so cool. Um, it's, it can be intimidating, but also it's so rewarding. And then, you know, the, the summit chat guys, like they're, they're around our age, like and they're fucking going after you. So you see people that are like still doing it and it's, it's nice. It's like, okay, there's like, there's, yeah, there are the 19 year olds. There are the, like the fucking guitar fight from Bully Cooley or like bands. No, like they're that. Sick. They're, yeah, they're sick. Philly. Saw them in they're like fall of Troy. <laughs> They're like emo fall of Troy, dude. They're fucking so yeah. good. But but yeah, then but then you have like people like us in a daydream or like whatever you like what you're doing and like the summit chat guys, and like their band half kidding. Like there's you know, there's there's a range and you realize like it the the, the younger kids, they might look at us with a little bit of intimidation, like, oh, they're older, like they kind of probably know what they're doing more. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's like the elephant being afraid of the mouse type of thing. Um, yeah. Also, I was going to tell you really quick. My first concert was Velvet Revolver with Hoobastank. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, so my mom was a huge Stone Temple Pilots fan. So like when Velvet Revolver came out and like I got into them, she was like all about it too. So we ended up going to see them. Dude, they were rad. They ended up, did they just put out yeah. one record or maybe two? Two. Two. They had uh, the, the, the self-titled, I think. And then they had... Uh, oh, the girl, right? With con- the, like con- the... Yeah, like the silhouette. And then they the, had con- yeah, and then contraband. contraband. Yeah, which had like the, the song from the Hulk movie. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh yes, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall the so pieces is like, 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 yeah. Like, God, what a great fucking song. Yeah, I remember, I remember when that came too. out. Yes, it, the, the bathtub scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. You're just unlocking memories as we speak. I love it. I know. And he was like embracing the demons type of thing. You know, like he was kind of putting it all full on display, like you said. And it's it's really sad because it, it, you felt like he was maybe starting to overcome some of it, as as so so yeah. many people often do. And like one relapse can be enough, you know, to just kind of end it all, which really is yep. unfortunate. But, but yeah. Um. So. I'm curious, like, kind of like what uh, your sort of, so you kind of described like why you got involved, why you wanted to get involved in like the DIY and like carve out your niche, which you've done, you know, you've done fairly well, you know, you, there's what you do is unique and it stands out, especially with just the backdrop of what you do. Like Heck one, yeah. having like sweep, but then also just like having like this, you know, like, landscape out behind you know what i mean it's it's cool yeah um what what's what's your sort of background that that drew you to like all right well my niche is in this is going to be like acoustic 
like video live stream? Like, do you have like video yeah. background or just kind of curious how you got involved in that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I have um, zero video background. I have zero sound background. I had very limited musicianship background, but I had a very strong desire uh, for music. So like, even when I said like, and I was just into those, like maybe like bigger named acts and going to those shows, I just I loved it. I was obsessed with like set lists, like kind of like the little nuances. Um, like set lists is like a big thing for me. It was like, okay, I'm discovering this band. I want to know the exact songs that they play in the order that they play and why. I love when people would do yeah. like extended guitar solos. Like I saw, I saw Tool once, you know, like one another ridiculous yeah. big name band you know that if someone's like which favorite band you're like tool you're like oh okay i see who i'm talking to <laughs> but I, I saw them and they played my favorite song by them is sober and um they played like a 12 minute version of that song when i saw them and i think looking back because there was an issue with the vocal mic or something that he couldn't he had to wait to sing so they just did this like five minute extended just riff and it was insanely cool to me that they were just continuing on. It was my favorite song by them. So I always got really interested in like the little intricacies within music. Um, and then my my like professional background is uh, I'm a gym manager. So I, I am an operational mind. Um, I'm not like a gym person. You know, I'm not like right. a buff gym meathead, but I'm like operationally minded. So when I take my desire for music and like my operational yeah, creative mind. Um, I love, uh, like, I always loved Audio Tree and Tiny Desk and like uh, music videos. Yeah. So it was like all of that. And I was like, let's. I feel like in the Bay Area, didn't really have that in terms of live sessions. And I love the outdoors, and I love where I live in Twin Peaks, San Francisco. And I was like, this is all adding up. Let's let's do something. You know, went to a couple house shows, met a couple people. And I was like, yeah, like, let's just, it seems like people just, you don't need to be good at it. You don't, you just need to do it and then learn. So when we all, when we started this, you know, it was me and, and two buddies and we just, yeah, like we, we just started it without really knowing. And then we just kind of learn and we're all self-taught. And um, now it's pretty much just been, it's like collective run. So it's like, I'll be running camera. Um, I've got a few friends who assist on sound. I've done sessions where I've done sound and video, like hop over, like, all right, go. All right, hop over and then film. You know, it, it's as yeah, it's as put together on the spot as that. So that's kind of, you know, I, I think that's the biggest takeaway or one of the biggest takeaways is that, as I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, anyone can get involved in this. It really stems down to the desire to do it and, um you know, as long as you want to contribute in a positive manner, you know, you've met some people who are like, you know, they're really, they're the industry folk. I had this conversation with a the buddy. They're like, you can yeah. tell who's like, I want to get in on this industry thing. I'm calculating the streams. I'm really invested in like, okay, I need this guaranteed door deals. Like, dude, you've played two shows. You can't be talking about a guaranteed door dealer right. or any let's, of that. <laughs> like right away, it was like, we didn't want any of that bullshit. We just wanted to be involved and to give uh, these musicians who have become our friends a platform. Um, and it's developed into a really sweet community. You know, we start, we book shows uh, at other venues, other houses at friggin' Golden Gate Park. Um, so it's really started to have that collective mindset. But yeah, background wise was just pretty limited. It just all came with the, let's just fucking, let's just fucking do this. Let's be creative and uh, make some art. Yeah. No, that's dope. That's honestly really cool. And I think it is interesting too, because 
the the whole idea of like it just kind of being thrown together and kind of on the spot sort of when you, when you see the finished product of things like this you it seems like it's this well-oiled machine you know and yeah. <laughs> oftentimes it's like when like for instance we just did Shack TV last weekend like we went down there and it was just i mean it was run well it was fun and it was like as they were setting up it was like it wasn't like it didn't feel like amateur hour or anything, but it didn't feel like this big production. But then we mm-hmm. saw playback and there's like four cameras switching like on a switchboard and it looks like this professional. It looks like we played <laughs> Saturday Night Live, you know, like it looks like the yeah. camera switch and like all the different angles they had. I'm like, I didn't even recognize the fact that you guys were even setting something this well up because no. it was just so like, no, and we're just talking shit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, dude, like it's just it's just crazy. You realize that like even at the highest level, uh not to say that this is exactly the highest level, but you I feel like even at the highest level, it's just it is simple as like, yep, these are just people just setting up cameras and microphones and then they push buttons and then it happens. You know, it, it isn't like yeah. as crazy. And it, it seems like the barrier of entry is a lot lower once you kind of see how it actually you know how the sausage is made i suppose like it's like oh <laughs> this is so doable and honestly technology is so good now that like simply owning the right camera like gives you access to beautiful shots you know like yeah. and just mm-hmm. like, that a rudimentary understanding of lighting you know is just <laughs> like yeah. you'll get some great shit <laughs> and it's just, yeah and then with us being outdoor it's like we don't I don't have any fucking lights. You know what I mean? It's just the sun. Right. And then like, if it's a little backlit, we kind of, kind of have to move around a bit. Um, and you just, you just got to roll with the punches. So right now we actually haven't even been recording on the roof anymore. Had some neighbor stuff. Um, so where I live. So, um, so yeah, so, so for someone who doesn't know San Francisco too well, I'll just tell you real quick. So Twin Peaks is a neighborhood in San Francisco. Um, so basically it's a pretty quiet neighborhood and it's super hilly. Um, and then we have the actual Twin Peaks Summit, which is, you know, the two mountaintops, Twin Peaks. So where I live is about a less than 10 minute walk to get to the top of the uh, the Twin Peaks Summit. So we recently got a field recorder so we can record remotely. Um, so we've been using that. And then the last session we posted with this band, uh, Walter, etc. Um, awesome, like pop rock, uh, like indie guys who have been doing, I think they've, yeah, they've been in DIY for over 10 years. Um, because their oh, former band is Walter Mitty and his makeshift orchestra. Such a long name, I'm going to butcher it. But now it's just under Walter, okay. et cetera. But they're like cult classic uh, DIY indie. But we had them on top of the Twin Peaks Summit. And with that, we could use full band. They had a cajon set up. They had a very interesting percussion oh, set up. It looked like an ironing board. Uh, he was playing drums <laughs> on uh, acoustic bass and acoustic guitar. It was just wild. So now that we got this field recorder, we can be more... Um, flexible and that we can record up there to keep it outdoors keep it in twin peaks and then later today i'm doing a shoot at this art gallery in san francisco so we're trying to like like why yes like the you know the landscape's awesome and that's what we're known for we also um we will kind of want to venture out and do other called off peak sessions which i love that name just off peak you know what i mean that's right that's cool so we've been we've been just yeah, just making art and just, you know, building content and giving artists platforms and um it's a lot of submissions lately, which has been tough because we've been booking a lot less lately, just 
you know, times are tough and it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, I'm busy. I'm a busy, busy person. So it's hard to schedule a lot of stuff. Um, so our booking at our peak, which was early 2020 or February, 2020, we did 10 sessions in the month of February, the shortest month of the year. Um, come the end of 2021, I think I will have just done 13 sessions. I'm not sure the exact number, but basically we slowed down a bit, but we're still, we're still there. We're still cranking out shows when we can now that shows have returned. Um, we're filming when we can, we're getting crafty with it, getting creative with it, you know, just trying to keep full steam ahead. You know, it's, uh, it's a DIY does not have a long sustainability like most diy venues i think it's like a two-year turnaround for most of them yeah for house shows and whatnot um so we're just um and we haven't we haven't hosted one house show since march of 2020 so that's kind of a lost thing within twin peaks is because we would have the acoustic house shows here they're awesome so all those tapings that you see they're done in private um but we would have house shows where we wouldn't really live tape them they would just be you know People in acoustic guitar, people gathering in a living room type shows. Um, yeah, just trying to keep, you know, keep the old creative think, machine alive. Yeah, I mean, do you think that like with now that you kind of are like uh, you've proven to yourself that you have the means to do it off site? I mean, do you feel any sort of pull to kind of take this thing on the road and maybe like? go around and like travel and, and, and record bands in like out of state. Like I think it'd be sweet to see like a, like an off peaks, like tour where you guys are like driving around, like going to a bunch of bands in different places. I mean, obviously like logistically you'd have to be set up and things like that, but yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like long-term think like plans of like kind of expanding it? Yeah, no, that you just struck a chord with me right there because that has been um, in the back of my mind. I really wanted to do something at Fest, um, but that did, it didn't happen. It's like harder, like logistically, I was like, this could be great. I'll film people at Fest, but then I just I just went to Fest to kind of just enjoy it. But yeah. That is definitely what I want to do because when you think of like cost of living in San Francisco, like I'm not going to live here forever. Let's be real. You know, and you got to make adult decisions, you know, as you get older and then like you don't, you know, so. Yeah, I could end up on the East Coast. I could end up who knows where, you know, in a different part of California. But I do always want to be involved. Now that I'm involved in the scene, I want to keep that up. You know, I want to at least yeah. pass the torch, you know, to the other people coming up. And I want to be some type of not like a role model type thing, but like lead some type of positive example of like, hey, like, you know, anyone can start a Twin Peaks sessions. Anyone can start any yeah. type of audio tree live recording. Um, but I would definitely like to keep this going no matter where I am. Um, and something like on the road, like that would be awesome. Like, you know, like when I go back to New Jersey for the holidays, if I could just you know, shoot someone in their, in, in their house, shoot someone in their house, sh- shoot a video <laughs> of someone like at, at their place. I'm just going to go murder yeah. someone in New Jersey. Um, no, that would be killing amazing. No, yeah. Killing it literally but just to keep it, you know, keep it going, keep it off peak. Cause that opens up literally anything you can film a music session pretty much anywhere you know honestly dude from the beach you know, to the living room what was that do you know about uh hate five six oh, of course it's, yeah uh yeah like i met that guy he came to he was in detroit and he shot um because i have some friends in the local hardcore scene and so they brought him in to shoot 
like a, a video release show in Detroit. So I met him and I was just talking to him and that, it kind of reminds me of what you're talking about a little bit. Like, you know, he just started out like he, he just really enjoyed being at shows and enjoyed shooting bands. And now he's got like this camera with the fucking field recorder mic set up. And yeah, he's to the legendary. point where he, yeah, he just goes wherever he wants and he's always got people who want to hire him. And that's his thing. And it's just like, Anybody can do it. And, you know, I feel the same way, like with the podcast, like when I started this, like, I don't know, almost, almost three years ago, I thought like, yeah, this would be great if other people started doing this. And lo and behold, there have been podcasts come up like since after me that are like bigger than me. And I don't give a shit, dude. Like, (laughs) I, I don't feel like competitive about it at all. I think that's great. And people, you know, some people are more motivated or savvier and that's great. I did this to make connections. And if people want to listen to it, that's cool. This was never going to be my, my, uh, my meal ticket. You know, <laughs> I just, I, I wanted to make friends so that when my band needs to book a show in like Oregon or something, I have at least one person I can call and be yeah. like, Hey, can you, can you help me out type of thing? And mm-hmm. It's worked. I mean, everyone in my band is is from a band that I interviewed, and that's how I met them. Oh hell yeah! And so it's 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 been weird. It's been crazy like that. But it's the see like it, if you are constantly giving something to DIY, I found that it always has something to give back. As you know, as corny as that is, but I, I that's been my experience for yeah. sure. No, absolutely. It's a huge opportunity to like establish so many type of connections and relationships whether it's like for future booking literally a friendship someone to call when when you know you need someone to talk to to a band yeah. you need to play with to a band you need to discover and just listen to and enjoy yeah there's so many oh i can't even rattle off the amount of just people that i've met that even if it's like a very brief acquaintance i've, I've had such good interactions with some people that i absolutely love their band and what they do and they mean so much to me. And they, they don't even know that. You know what I mean? But it's just from a simple yeah. interaction of, oh, I've helped them out with a show in Oakland or something. Saw their set, mind blown. And then it's like, you know, that shit sticks with you. So, you know, like you've had these connections. People probably connected with you, your podcast. Or you showed someone a band from your podcast. Maybe someone listens to this and they're like, oh, fuck yeah. I want a video, you know, some live sessions. You know, I want to start yeah. booking. I want to start whatever. And that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the best part of uh, being creative is that there is, there's an endless amount of things to do and discover and what keeps it going is like-minded folks you know just like just like just like what we got going on here the people that i meet and record the people that you speak to play with the hell yeah yeah hell yeah, yeah like, art tur- <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> and then it turns into like you know now um you know the people only ever really see what is or hear what's recorded obviously but well you know what they don't see is like shit like bands hitting me up when they're on tour and they need a place to crash and i'm just like yeah come on over so we'll cut an hour podcast but the other you know there's another like eight hours of interaction that they don't see and now i have more friends you know it's cool like yeah and there's like trust like there's band uh i think they're from philly i'm if i'm wrong i'm sorry called carly cosgrove and they're i mean they're kind of so I saw yeah. them. Not to cut you off, but oh, it was Car- it was Carly Cos uh, Carly Cosgrove, Awkward the Nerd, Guitar Fight from Fully Cooley, and Oolong. They did the DIY Super Bowl thing in Philly. So I think they're from Philly, yeah. New Jersey. 
You had recently yeah. met them? They're, no, they're, uh, I hit them up to come on the podcast, and then they were like, oh, well, we're going to be in Detroit in December. And I was like, oh, well, just come through here then, dude. If you need, need to crash, then come crash. So I think that's the plan. They're going to come stay at my house love and it. do a podcast. Like, I just love shit like that. I think it's so yeah. fun. Like, I've, I bought my house, and I, like, I have it set up to where, like, the downstairs is like my jam layer, but I also there's like also a full bathroom and stuff down there and a futon. So like, if a band is coming, it's like the perfect little mini shitty Airbnb for like a touring band that just needs yeah. a shower, you know? Yeah. And yeah, if they need yeah. to rehearse or something, have a full shit that they can fucking play if they need to. You know what I mean? That's the spot. Um, That's respectable right there. I yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun, and I think. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll keep happening over time now that like COVID is, uh, I'm not that it's not over. It's not over, but you know, what I'm <laughs> I was like, choose your oh, words wisely. Twitter will, will hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. I don't know. But, but yeah, it, it's cool. I was, I want to get back to, I cause I was, I don't want to lose this question. Cause I was curious, like now that you, mm-hmm. cause you said you don't really have any video background, but you know, you've been doing it now. Have you found that? you've gotten any interest in doing other things with video or audio like outside of music now that you've been doing it with music yeah so like filming well, other things or still within music but i recently um i shot a music video for my buddy's band they're called outer district they did a uh, clash cover uh, lost in the supermarket so it was a it was basically a like uh one camera um very DIY video shoot of just like a day in Safeways or, you know, supermarket thing that I just kind of shot that, but I was really focused on like, like different type of shots. And it was like, really got my mind going of like, like, yeah, like this could be another side of the project is like shoot, like pretty simple, just the same camera I use for the Twin Peaks sessions to shoot music videos. So that, I mean, obviously still involved in music. So nothing outside of music really with film have I involved myself in, but different projects like that. I'm super down. One is a good buddy of mine that I was like, yeah, let me, you know, let me try this. Let me try this out. And uh, I just saw like the first, um, the first edit, which will, I'm pretty sure uh, what I saw was the final cut and it looks awesome. Um, so I'm stoked for like stuff like that to come out and just help out. It's like, yeah, I got a camera and like, let's just, let's just shoot some stuff. And then like the cover sounds awesome. Um, that will actually probably come out. I think on around Black Friday, which is this coming week. Yeah. Um, so like stuff okay. like that for sure kind of opens the door for, you know, not necessarily do I want like job opportunities with it, but more so just right. more creative opportunities. Um, and then like we've, we've kind of talked to like other, other sessions groups um, about like collaborations of like live streams and stuff. And like, we've done a couple like live stream collabs, but um, so other opportunities like that are always cool or just like shooting. I want to do more like um, getting out on the road with people. Like you kind of mentioned getting on the road and shooting. But if, if I could complement that with like running merch, tour managing, you know, driving the van, something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. We And I had some plans for that uh, summer 2020, which obviously didn't happen. But if I could get more up to speed with doing that, um, that would be another type of involvement that I would want to do. Um is like yeah, I'll come out on the road. I'll run your merch, and I'll I'll shoot some live videos and photos, and you know that can be my 
my responsibilities of of the tour. Like I prefer that side. Yeah. A lot when there's like, um, it's like, do would you rather play music or be on that other side of music? I would rather be on kind of that's operational side, huh. um, which, which I, yeah, I, I love doing all that. So that's like another step um, of what I would like to do in the future. Which again, you could do that anywhere. Hit the road. I still yeah. need to get on on a tour. Um, so close to happening, but May 2020, not happening. Yeah, I think you won't have any real issues finding someone who needs exactly what you're describing though. I mean, that sounds like the unicorn finding someone who doesn't <laughs> want the spotlight, but wants to still go through the grind and just be a part of it. You know, I think I, I think that's great from as somebody who would never go through that unless I was playing <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cool that like other people just, you know, want to fill that other role and understand that the other role is as valuable as the people on stage. And I think it's that's another reason why like I like to interview people well, such as yourself that are not the people under the lights, but are the people mm -hmm. that like do things to kind of promote the musicians. Because it's like honestly, like I said, like I'm someone who is a, a performer but and I have so much appreciation for all the other people that like that do things that at the end of the day, I end up getting credit for because I'm the face of the band, you know? So people, mm. I understand naturally people look at the entity that is like in a daydream and they think they would naturally think of me because I know the way I think about other bands. It's just naturally your mind goes to like whoever that one person is. But like there's the obvious reality is that so many people besides me have such an important role in like like kind of hoisting me up so that I can do all those things and it's like I feel like so appreciative of all that and so it's, yeah. I think like I said I don't have any problem finding <laughs> just just putting that out there like I think people will definitely be like alright you want to shoot videos for us too like fuck yeah dude <laughs> Yeah, no, I've I've talked to a couple bands about it, and it's like it's it's like the early stages of seeing what could happen, and um, but yeah, that's um, that's kind of what I want want to utilize like the resources that I have and just the excitement for it, and like like yeah, maybe all it takes is one shitty tour, and then I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do that again, but I want that experience yeah. at least. You know what I mean? I want to get out there, yeah. be slumming it, you know, looking for places to stay, doing long ass drives. Like I want to experience that. Um, and just, you know, keep my involvement up in, in many different shapes. Cause you know, like, like we all know, there's so many different faces and involvements to DIY where it's never ending. And there's truly a spot for anyone that wants to, to, to just do it. So hell yeah. Oh, yeah. How common is it for you? If at all to like, cause I don't know like what your selection process is. Like, have, do you hear every band before they come on or like, is it a common thing for you to like, say yes to somebody and really not know what it's going to be and then just be like, holy shit, I really like these guys. Or <laughs> like, kind of like, what's that process like and how, how often have you kind of been surprised by what you saw? Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a, that's an interesting one. And that's, I, I've fielded that question before. And like, my answer is always where like, we do have, it's not like a strict like vetting process or, um, right. you know, you don't have to have, X amount of like fan base or followers or albums, or you don't really need to have much of a resume per se, 
but I do need to have some type of liking of your music. Um, and I do have a very, that being said, I do have a very open mind with music. Um, so basically when I say I like your music, a lot of it stems from, I like your hustle. I appreciate your involvement with the scene and um, I want to help you reach your goal, whatever that is. Some people kind of just be like, oh, this looks cool. Like maybe my band could do it. And it's like, that doesn't sound like, like it's a lot of effort and, you know, to like, to set a time and do a date and do a shoot and then get it edited, get it mixed, top of the video. Like there's like, if it's not gonna, basically I want it to be taken seriously um, from both sides rather than just like, yeah, yeah, that could be cool. You know, maybe my band could do it. Like yeah. I, you get so many of those and in the moment you're like, yeah, sure, sure, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, yeah, come on. You know? So I love like, I'll yeah. have, I've had some musicians that I wasn't necessarily like, overly stoked on it you know let, let's just say it was like oh simple acoustic you know you know it's gonna yeah. be like so stoked for like a simple acoustic act but then when you get to you know meet that person a lot of times they'll be like hey like come out to our next show introduce yourself let's talk there um and then you get to meet the person and they're like oh this person's like rad this person has been in the scene for five years this person's grinding this person has new music coming out this person wants to tour this person wants to do x y and z with the video um, this person's literally nice, you know? So yeah, a lot yeah. of those relationships, you know, you get the inquiry, I'll listen to the music, I'll have a back and forth, and then I'll kind of gauge what that connection is and what, you know, like, it's not like, is this ours deserving of this platform? It's more of like, can we make the most out of this platform that it's worth everyone's time? Um, and that it'll be something that we both cherish. Like if somebody's just like, ah, whatever, I guess I'll do it, which is the opposite side. It's like when I'm hitting up bands, if some bands are like, ah, should I do it? And their manager's like, yeah, do it. You know, then it's like, eh, but you're right. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, there's definitely a process and you don't say yes to everybody. Um, I try to at least give a response to everyone. If I haven't responded to you, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to, I probably got overwhelmed by your inquiry. Um, (laughs) But it's, yeah. um, I always want to at least have some type of back and forth. And if I can't accommodate it, uh, accommodate the session, whether it's a timing thing, whether it's just not the right fit, whether it's just, you know, it's just not happening. I always want to uh, present an offer of something else. There's um, another live, live session series that does um, live streams rather than like more of like a session thing that we do. Um, they're called The Complex in San Francisco. So I'll work with them a lot of like, hey, I've got a lot of inquiries that like, I can't do right now. Like I'm busy. Um, and then they'll end up doing a live stream. So it give them something else or like, I'll book them on a show. Like, Hey, I can't have your, you know, your five piece doom band out here, but right. Let's, no let's sense. throw this heavy, sh- like let's throw this heavy show together. So I've definitely done that a lot with more of like the hardcore and the punk bands, like a show in the park or, um, a show at a venue, which can accommodate their full, sound that they want to do so there's always ways to get involved rather than just be like yeah i'm not gonna answer that or like yeah no um so as long as i like to give them something if i can't give them the session um and like because right now it's tough because like whenever we post a video people come out like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to do it you know and that's when it's like it's hard to be like hey like we're not really booking like right now i'm we're pretty much quiet the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, holidays coming up. I'm actually going to be in Jersey, like I said, for Christmas. Um, it's also very cold. It gets cold out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's harder to shoot outdoors. Um, but it's I'm always open to listening to bands. And I have my radio show, too, on the side, 
which I've been doing for uh, almost, I think two, two years come January. So it's also like, Hey, like, let me give you a slot on the radio. Um, you know, let me play you. That's it's cool. just community radio. Maybe five people will listen, but Hey, you know, let's do that. Yeah. So I always want to give something if I can. Um, but that is the long winded version of, uh, how I handle inquiries. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, um, I, I, it took me a while to sort of adopt that approach because like when I first started doing the podcast, it was like, I need to just say yes a million times, no matter what, just to get out there. And, and there's obviously merit to that. You know, there's that worked like I, by saying yes to everybody, like I ended up making enough connections to where now I don't have to So like that. And the same, I feel like the same principle applies to like shows. My band is finally at a point where I can say no to stuff and be like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I don't have to say yes to every single offer. And, and that's another thing I noticed on the podcast is like, it's kind of like you can tell now because I, I get, I've gotten so many over the last three years like that you can tell almost by the way they're presenting themselves whether or not it's even worth it. Like, And it, I've tried to find the most delicate way and the nice, most polite way to tell people like, I need you to take this more seriously before mm-hmm. I'm willing to... Which is to hard to say because then you're the asshole, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. But it's like you look at the band and their logo was made in like Microsoft Paint and it's like <laughs> just... You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it's like you have to... If you want to be taken seriously, like... And this isn't even... I've fully like come to terms with it's not my responsibility to make other people more professional or it's not my responsibility to like make them you know, take things more seriously, but I can at least be like, I think if you are, if you get to a point where you're like more stable and you're more like professionally minded, then I'd be happy to like, you know, work you into my schedule. But it's like, you can tell if you're some bands, they'll, they'll try to come on and you can tell that they're just like, they're hobbies. There's just a hobby for them. And that's cool, dude. <laughs> like, I think it's great to have music as a hobby. I'm not knocking that at yeah. all, but like, I'm not going to devote an hour, two hours out of my week to somebody who's is not like doesn't really care either way what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like time is precious. But it, yeah, but if a band is even if they fucking suck, if they're taking it <laughs> super seriously and they're like dedicated and they really want to do something and that's obvious, they can come on the podcast like for yeah. sure. That's that's kind of where I draw the line is where like how serious are they taking it rather than like how much do I like their music? Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of a snob when it comes to my own music taste. Like I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of things like a lot of bands I don't like. And it's just because I don't want to listen to it. And it's not that I don't like them personally, but it's like if I only had bands on because I liked their music, we would have like one episode every three months. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's like. It's it's not even about that at all. You yeah, because when you have these platforms, it's like same thing with me. If I just chose the bands that I liked, it's like you got to have an open mind. Um, you got to yeah. have like because sometimes I'm trying to like my my ear is very like okay maybe this isn't for me. And I'm not like a big acoustic guitar buff that like I love acoustic music. I personally, when I listen to you know my my Spotify bullshit or whatever, it's very rarely is it acoustic music. Um, but I appreciate how we can get bands to strip down their sound to make it acoustic, and I can appreciate what 
a singer songwriter who's always acoustic does. I can appreciate that hustle and that art. So it's like, there's so much more than just, I like their music, but you know, it's like, are they an eclectic personality? Like, are they gonna, is this video gonna help them? And then sometimes I, I turn around, I'm like, I didn't like their, when they sent me their demo, I didn't really like their, you know, their links that they sent me. But then when we did the video, I started to appreciate that. And I was like, oh, these lyrics are actually really relatable or like this person's so nice yeah. and they're so wholesome. And I'm so glad that we did this. So it's a lot of, you know, you, you gotta be, that's why inquiries are, I always take them seriously and I always take the time to read them. I always appreciate when people send like a longer bio. Um, I always appreciate when people follow up. I know a lot of things, it's, it feel kind of like awkward following up, you know, it's, I, I think I tweeted yeah. once just like, uh, just checking in on this, like, like just that phrase or like just following up. Um, and it's just like, it's like you sound so rehearsed and annoying, but like, I don't mind that when bands do that. Um, I've booked yeah. bands literally, I would probably say maybe a handful at this point because they were so invested in hitting me up and following up that I was like, fuck it. Like you win your dedication. Yeah. To this yeah. Kick ass. Like, let's fucking just do this damn video. Like, let's just get this over with because yeah. I respect the hell out of you because you're not afraid to get out there. Now, some people do that and they can be super annoying where it's like, yo, I told you I was busy and I told you we oh, couldn't yeah. have a full drum set and you keep telling me you want to have this full drum kit. Um, Cause those are, those are our limitations on the roof for obvious reasons. No right, full right. drum kits. Um, so but yeah, dude, it's, I, I always appreciate the hustle in people. Um, sometimes it's hilarious. Like, um, I've gotten some great booking inquiries that are just so goofy and some of them just work, man. Like this yeah. one band, uh, they're, they're called Ramona. I think they're originally Seattle and they've kind of bounced around. I think they're in Philly now. They, <laughs> they just DM'd us once and they were like, what's up sickos. We love what you do. We hope you love what we do. Let's do this damn thing. And what's I listened up, to them sickos? and I was like, yeah, it was like, what's up, sickos? I was like, who the fuck says that? And then I started, I, and then I started saying that to people like, what's up, sicko? You sick fuck. Like, and it's just, it's so funny how that was their approach. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. And they are the sweetest fucking people. They ended up playing Riot Fest Chicago. What was that 2019? Yeah, 2019. And they're fucking I was there. Holy shit. Oh, dude, tight. Yeah, I, I try to. So yeah. I try to go to Riot Fest and the Fest every year. I just fucking, you know, you, you I save up my money. Like I, I'll work odd jobs to have that, like that spending money. Um, yeah. and I'll go to shit like that. I just fucking love it, man. And I love the early stages. You know, like the noon bands that play early. Um, yeah. I'm one of those like fucking like maybe called a nerd or hipster that like you see the the big flyer, right? I go bottom to right top. to the bottom, yeah. Dude, I love the, oh, I just, it's just, that's where the heart's at. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, yes. I fucking love Nine Inch Nails. I love the Pixies. Um, right. Dinosaur Jr., like, you know, like those those big name acts up top that, that will be on Riot Fest. But then it's like, oh, shit, like this new band, Man on Man, I just discovered. Um, it's Roddy. They're so uh, excited Roddy to be there, Faith. too. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like, uh Rap Boys. Uh, Rap Boys is an awesome band. I think it was from DIY, and now they're... You know, I they saw play them. They, they played with boxing. Dude, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, shit like they that. Play, they came to... Like, yeah. 
My bad. Did you I, like the new ADD foxing record? I I've listened to it through once. I did like it, but like I'm weird with new albums where it's like if it's not hitting me right away, like I'm gonna come back to it when I feel like all right, now is the time for me to give this a proper listen. Like it might be three, four months after the release where I'm like, all right, now I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But and that's where I'm at with it I'm right the same now. Way. I gave it to it and I liked it, but I was like, I know how much time they put into this. I'm not gonna like not give it my attention and just say like it's just mm-hmm. okay. I'm gonna like not give an opinion on it until like I've really like ingested it like fully. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Nearer My God was a fucking masterpiece. I thought it was amazing. So it's like I'm still kind of even processing that one to yeah. where like I'm gonna get into it. The, the, I think a release that I've really the last release by anyone that like really kind of took me for a ride was the new Manchester Orchestra album. Oh, okay, hell and, yeah, yeah. That I love that band so much. They're like such an influence on me that like I, I got really really into Million Mass of God, and I think that's a really good album. Um, but I haven't. You like, like the song that he did with uh, um, with Andy? I think his name. Maybe Andy. Um, Andy Hall. Well, Andy's the. Andy Hall's the lead singer of uh, of Manchester Orchestra. The song that he did with Touche Amore last year, it's called oh. Limelight. Dude, if you haven't heard that, fuck, it's I'll check fucking it out. good. So he he just he has like a vocal part on it, and Touche is more of like it's like more of the heavier hardcore, post hardcore, yeah. whatever. But that song is ooh, definitely listen to that after if if you like Manchester Orchestra. It's yeah, just, it's mm, very good. But no, I, I'm the same way with records like like the band Idols. Um, I love their. I think it's their 2018 or 2019 record, and they've dropped two records since then. And I'm like, I'm still obsessed with that one from three years ago. So sometimes it's overwhelming yeah. when bands are so active. Um, where it's like even the band, the band Angel Dust. I'm seeing them tonight, and I'm like, oh shit, they have an album that's out this came out this year that I haven't even listened to because I'm still stuck right on the other shit. Um, but. The good news is those songs are there forever and you can revisit them right. in five years and then be like, oh yeah, I fuck with this album yeah. from 2014 now. Like, yeah, it might not be that's, on my, my end of year list for that year, but. Right. And that's kind of something that I've been really struggling with lately is because like, yeah, we're putting out a record in like December 3rd. Like literally it's coming right up and I'm like, Risky. so stressed. Like, I know I'm like, oh, I hope it cuts on. I hope it gets on some lists. Um, but at the same time, if it doesn't, I don't, it's not a big deal. Like that doesn't make or break your entire career if you get on a, a year end list. But I think keeping in mind that it can be overwhelming for people. Like I'm really thinking about taking like an approach where not that the, it's not like a revolutionary thing, but I think it's definitely, uh, a choice to not put out super long records. Like this one is like 25 minutes, 26 minutes. It's not really an EP. It it's set up like a record. Like there's an intro and outro track. There's like interludes and shit. Like it's a full thing. Mm -hmm. But and I think we're gonna do that too. And so just keeping in mind that if I drop an hour's worth of music, there's only a few people that are really going to fully digest that right away. Yeah. Give them twenty five minutes. That's way more doable, and I can do more of them. And still have people kind of absorb all of it rather than like put out a full length every couple of years. And like even your fans don't even know every song. 
you know. Yeah. No, I like that approach. Make it digestible, especially you said this is the first release. Make it digestible. You know, drop the little the little Are you guys going to do a single? Have you already done a single out? Two singles. Two singles. Two are singles. Out now. I like that. Trip, you know. Get your feet wet, get your feet wet and then boom. And it's like, yeah, 25 minutes is not you know, intimidating. We're like with podcasts, I'm sure that intimidates the hell out of people. We're like, hey dude, listen to this podcast I was on. It's like, oh, hour twenty-five. Dude, somebody sent me one that was like three hours. I was like, what the fuck did you guys talk about for three? You know what I mean? And it's like right. it's podcasting. Same thing with YouTube videos. We started the the first few sessions, we tried to do like three songs, four songs, it's like 18 minutes. And no one YouTube gives you the numbers. It's like Two percent of people make it to minute sixteen. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, right. So now I try to I try to keep it two songs max. Like, oh, I wanted to do. It's like no one's watching it. No one's watching it. It's a lot yeah. of time. Um, it's just the attention spans these days, which is crazy because podcasts are yeah. like pretty high demand right now. But I'm also like, yeah. I asked my other buddy who does a podcast. I was like, what podcast do you listen to? He's like, honestly, I haven't been listening to any of them. <laughs> It's like has the podcast, but it's like when you're so invested in your own editing and you you got work, you got school, and it's like you don't always have time to. There's so much podcast out there that I was doing yeah. my um, I was listening to a lot of your episodes yesterday. I was at a show and the show started super late. I I just went there alone, so I just threw in my my um my AirPods. Uh, flex right there airpod pro by the way um, i threw i threw in my airpods i'm like i'm just gonna fucking listen to this podcast now to kind of prep the type of questions and because yeah. i'd heard a few of the ones that you've done but i wanted to listen to some recent ones um and it was just like shit like that it's like it's like okay i'm not gonna finish this episode but i listened to right. 20 minutes of standards and i listened to 20 minutes of flight club from Richmond, virginia shout out rva yeah, yeah. um and i loved uh you reminded me of myself when I do my radio because my radio is I have I've done 90 episodes and I think five of them has has had a guest slash a co-host. So it's a lot of it. It's talking to yourself and you use the word spewing. I'm just spewing right now. And that was fucking. Yeah, I can relate to that where you're just talking, you're doing <laughs> your intro. And then all the times like when I pre-record from home and it's not a live recording because when I'm live recording radio, it's on air when I'm pre-recording. Uh -huh. And press stop and delete and redo it and that happens sometimes yeah. where i'm just like what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> uh, and sometimes i'll keep that and i'll just put that on my show like one time i was like this is a terrible bit and i'm gonna stop talking i just put that on my show um yeah so it's just <laughs> i don't know how i got into talking about that um maybe my yerba mate is taking effect but um yerba gang dude <laughs> dude absolutely i wish i was a fucking sponsor but um i'm just gonna show you Yo, clean yeah. cause. That's what's oh, up. Right. Tasty herb. Um, and my Damn. stomach's been fucking me up. So this is my lunch right now. Yerb and saltines. Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, yeah, dude. I mean, in the interest of of keeping this digestible, it's funny that we mentioned that. Uh, Segway. You have to go clean. My yeah, I gotta <laughs> clean my house too. So, but it has been really nice, like talking to you and like you know getting to know how you got into all this and stuff and absolutely think, you know if you're, if you're ever out this way i'd love to like meet up or go to a show or hopefully my band is at the point at some at some time where we'll be at one of these things like we'll play Same aside. Or we'll play you know? yeah you need a west coast date or you're at fest um most definitely we'll we'll, we'll link up because yeah. uh like you said it's establishing those connections and relationships and yeah, i'm super excited for your album 
So fuck yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let you know, let people know like where they can find uh all yeah, your yeah, content yeah. or whatever you want to plug. Yeah, so uh YouTube just Twin Peak Sessions, Instagram, wait for it, at Twin Peak Sessions, Twitter, it was too much words there, so it's at Twin Peaks Sesh. Um, and then the radio show is Twin Shrieks Radio. And if you're local to SF, you probably may have heard of our Twin Shrieks Fest, which is like another project of the Twin Peaks Sessions Collective. My name is Mike and or Michael. Um, <laughs> and Brian over here runs a great podcast. So thank you, Brian. And also, I didn't even mention your name is so fitting, Invite the Neighbors, because I wish I did that from the get-go. We might have, have had better relationships with our neighbors if I had listened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to. So excellent fucking name. Like As soon as I saw that, I'm like, hell yeah. I want to be on this yeah. one day. And then lo, lo and behold, boom, we had a conversation. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs>